Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hey, everybody. I'm from, I'm in Texas, and JC is in Florida. Howdy. How cool is this technology, right? <laughs> Welcome back. I am in Texas doing some very serious training. I just want to say hello to everybody in the chat room while I'm looking. Fredonia, Kansas, Southeast Texas, Milwaukee, uh, communist Boise. Boise's gone communist? Is that because that's a big city, JC? Is that one um, of those urban things? Yeah, it's more urban than, I guess, everything around it. Yeah. Rhode Island. Nate Bama says roll tide, JC. Uh, does he know? Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Ooh, Montana. Welcome, Melissa, from Montana. And then we have, let's see, all of this. Lots of Texas people today. Very good, very good. Hutchinson, Kansas, Missouri, Kentucky, Peoria, Arizona, Alabama, Tampa, New Hampshire. We are north to south, coast to coast again, JC. I wonder if um, if that, uh, you know, YouTube records all those numbers. Hey, did you, Norway. JC, did you happen to see? Norway. Matt Staver actually posted this, so I know it's, you know, not somebody doing fake news. But how the um, YouTube was changing the number of views and likes for the, the Biden uh, inauguration. So somebody took a screenshot of the Biden likes and uh, dislikes. And then uh, like 10 minutes later, took another screenshot and it was less likes and or, or less dislikes, more likes than it was 10 minutes prior. And they were changing all the numbers and it was just crazy. See, I suspected they do that to us all the time. We have lots and lots of people that watch, but the numbers never match up. That sounds like the similar thing that Google was doing for Robin Hood. So when the uh, uh, regular Joe investors from from the Reddit group um, basically punished the short selling hedge fund managers for their uh, corruption and cronyism, then Robinhood basically locked down investment for GameStop and a couple others, and people flooded to the Google uh, Play Store or whatever. And we're, we're disliking, thumbs downing the app. And so Google comes in behind and starts cleaning it up. <laughs> so Big Tech Robinhood um, protects the crony capitalist uh, corrupt hedge fund scammers. Regular Joe's punish them and then Google covers for Robinhood. So it's, it's more that we're learning more and more what I've said about the billionaires and the the global global capitalist uh, corporatist, I should say, global corporatist running socialism, and so you can see how they they have all got each other's back. So it sounds like same thing. So I'm curious, JC, because I'm not familiar with the whole Robin Hood thing. What exactly is Robin Hood? How did they get that? Robin's name? just Robin Hood's just an investment uh, 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 app. Basically, they have an app, like it's all done through an app. And so just the way like you can invest. So which is funny, they they had their little tagline for the people or something like that. And so just, you know, anybody download the app on your phone and f for, you know, just a handful of dollars, you can you can start investing, um, you know, but apparently they know where their bread is buttered. So they, co they always cover the billionaire Wall Streeters and the Biden administration is slam packed from top to bottom. Uh, with these corporatist Wall Streeters, so so it's uh, this is this is the probably most corporatist um, administration we've had in the history of America. So th this is Wall Street <laughs> and those corrupt billionaires absolutely 
own this administration from top to bottom. And I just have to laugh because the useful idiots who who like AOC and and all those people and even BLM and Antifa, mm-hmm. they put these big corporations in power. You know, they're all blurred down the plantation. We want socialism you know, send the corporations to hell and, and, you know, stick it to the man kind of thing. Right. And they're such useful idiots that they actually put these people in office. Yeah. Cause it's exactly, it's the socialist con job. Exactly what I talked about in the presentation that I gave, uh, where were we? What what was, what was the place? Um, Port St. Lucie, Port St. Lucie. Yeah. And this this uh, this hierarchy of socialism where that you have these global corporatists at the top. And so for forever, forever, people have had some notion uh, that, you know, billionaires are not part of socialism. So folks are apparently finding this out, discovering this. And, and you, you see it's all one big cabal. And so what what is the what's the commonality when you see big tech, Facebook, Google, YouTube, uh, Robinhood and every other Amazon, every other global corporation you can think of. Uh, And as I've said, as I said at the meeting, this gives uh, uh, ammunition to those to to push the socialist sentiment right because now they can point and say see this is this is how capitalism works but it's not that's not free market capitalism that's cronyism that's corrupt cronyism but all these college students see it they see the corruption and they see it as capitalism so and they're not held accountable right they get away they do whatever total scam artist total con job uh and and it's it's See, this is the opposite of the populist message. This is actually the appeal of the populist message that Trump uh, was articulating, as well as Bernie Sanders, to be honest with you, on the left. So the leftist populism or the right populism, um, this was this was this is the appeal of it, because people see here's the common man down here getting squashed under the boot of these global corporatists. And they have their own rules, their own game, and they're never held accountable. And so this just feeds the leftist sentiment to to now round up all wealth that anybody has, all property, anything like this is what capitalism does. So let's take everybody's property. Uh, so these guys are these guys are a big threat um, to, to to the free market. So sorry, if I didn't want to dominate the conversation. You're back. You're the host. So but that's what's going on with that. It's crazy. <laughs> Daniel says, wait, look, the guest on the KAH show is KAH. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's me right here. Woo! <laughs> so t- take the reins. I'm just I'm just running the studio. And uh, no, I just think it's I'm just I don't I'm such an old school non-techie girl. You know me. I, somebody brings technology to me, and I'm like, shh. You know, <laughs> like where's the garlic and I don't want the silver bullets keep this stuff away from me. And so I'm just thoroughly amused at the fact that 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 this is happening the way it is. It looks the way it is. I'm in the hotel and Sonny's here with me and we're, we're really having a great time. You know, JC, here in Texas, uh, Scott London, who is the former sheriff of Eddy County, New Mexico, uh, brought me in here to uh, Granbury, Texas, and I, JC, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I am absolutely in love with Granbury, Texas. I plan on kidnapping you one of these weekends, and we're just going to spend um, a weekend in Granbury, Texas, so that I can get you addicted to it too. It is such a quaint little town, and I just want you guys to know, um, you know, not every place in Texas is like the quintessential Texas that you think, where people walk around with come and get it kind of liberty, but, but, but Granbury, Texas, because we've been now in Texas, uh, from Dallas all the way over and they've got the whole mass madness everywhere. They've got the whole, uh, silliness going on everywhere and not in Granbury, Texas. We walk around with 
And, and, and it's like nothing's happening here. Nothing has ever happened here. And the people are just so awesome. And it's the quaint little town. And it looks, the, the courthouse is in the center of the square. And it looks like something straight out of a Hallmark picture. It's really, really awesome. Hey, JC, throw up that picture of me talking uh, to the sheriff. And uh, I believe it's one is Scott, Scotland and the sheriff and the constable. Oh, no. Yeah. So actually what you see there on the left in the red shirt is Scotland and he's the former sheriff of Eddy County, New Mexico. And then the guy in the green sweater is one of the county judges. He's a, he's a lawyer from Dallas, actually, but he lives in Granbury now or in Hood County is where this is. And then the sheriff of Hood County is standing next to him. And uh, the courthouse was so awesome. I don't know if you see right behind me, JC, that black door all ornate like that. Mm -hmm. That's actually an old records vault. It's a like a, a bank old time bank vault door with a, a, a wheel that has a combination on it and everything. It is just such a cool place. You know, JC, it, it reminds me of the courthouse in Madison, Florida. So to give you kind of vision of of what's that like, what that's like. But yesterday I am on an amazing whirlwind tour. Uh, yesterday I taught two three hour classes to the sheriff, the constables and the police officers and the sheriff's deputies in Hood County, Texas. So back to back, we did two shifts. So we had one shift in the morning and one afternoon shift. And I taught my three hour constitution class for peace officers. And then last night we had a, uh, a, another class open to the public. Uh, show the one that doesn't have the kids in it, JC. Okay. It's uh, sort of me. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. And so we had, uh, we had over uh, maybe a hundred, over a hundred, almost two hundred people in the uh, Granbury Baptist Church teaching about the, the the brand new lesson that I made called "Where do we go from here?" You know, where do how do we fix this? And it's amazing, JC, how many people were in that. I mean, I had a a justice of, of a newly elected justice of the peace there. There were all kinds of people there in that audience and they just left absolutely in, in empowered, empowered by knowing the truth and the solutions. And I, I think everybody's got this idea that, you know, the, the state of Texas is the constitution capital of the world, but the people of Texas uh, are not any more informed about their Texas Constitution or the U.S. Constitution than than the rest of the population. I mean, we're all under the same you know educational platform. And Scott London stood up. He says, "You know, it's it reminds me of Pastor Rodney, right? Because he says he's a missionary from South Africa to the people of America. People are like, why do we need a missionary from South Africa to bring the gospel to America? Well, Scott London stands up and he says, we have a constitutional missionary from Florida to teach the people of Texas about their constitution. And so that was a great thing. And then this morning, uh, now you need the kids class. This morning I taught a room of 150 people. We had homeschool kids. These kids were anywhere from six years old to 18 years old. I guess at 18, you're not really a kid anymore. And their parents, we had just as many parents as we had uh, young people, students. And I did two hours of classes. I want you, I want you to look at that, JC. See those, how young some of those people are? They sat through two hours of constitution training, we did the history of the constitution first, and then we did the forgotten founders. And JC, these young people, they were such an amazing group. 
They came from homeschool and Christian school co-ops all over the area, all joined together for this event. And they were on the edge of their seats. They were participating. I even talked to one of the young ladies to come up and sing the Schoolhouse Rock preamble song with me. And we have just had a really, really great time. And then the final thing that I did this week was actually the first day that we were here. I got to be on the, the Victory Channel. Uh, the Victory Channel with these two wonderful men. And, and this is a news program now, right? So what has happened is just amazing. So the Victory Channel is part of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And they saw a need in the people to have a um, to have a news source that is separate from the mainstream media, okay? And they said, we just want to be commentators on the news. We are tired of the six corporate strongholds. We're tired of the agenda that's driven on the people. We're tired of the disinformation being thrown in the Christian community about what's happening in America. So we're going to just start some shows. And they actually have several new style programs. And so I was one on one in the morning uh, where our I was co-hosting. It was really cool. So our guest was Alan West. And then in the afternoon... It was a co-host situation with all three of us. Can I tell you how fun that was? That was really, really fun. I think that I could have a great time being some, some truth caster, you know? If you put together a people constitutional forum, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like the, um, uh, the five on the Fox Right. Where you don't have tokens and you don't and you don't have, you know, stories about things like, oh, today, um, Barbara Streisand or today, um, whatever, Hollywood person. But yeah. you actually talk or- about things that are important. What did you say, JC? The, Gen- the Jenner family. Yeah. Uh, I forget all their names, but yeah, that all that all that kitsch that they throw on there. Yeah. 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 You know why they do that, JC? I'm absolutely convinced that they think the American population is too shallow and too stupid to actually to actually endure a 30 minute program of real substance. And that's I you know, I, I think that is what these elite people think about everybody out there. And uh, we we had. Two shows, 30 minutes each, and we had over a million people watching us on each show. And that I think that proves people are sick and tired of the kitsch. People are sick and tired of the shallow stupidity, and they're absolutely starving for real, real substance. And it was, it was great. It was great. I had an absolutely fun time. Those two guys were so fun to be with. And you know, when you sit with somebody and that kind of thing, and everybody has this chemistry and, and everybody's free. And we, I mean, we had a great time talking before the show and we were just sort of bouncing all this stuff and having a great time. And Man, I I just I thought it was great. We had a really, really super time. But that's what I've been doing tonight. I have another meeting after this show. And then tomorrow in Granbury, if you're watching tomorrow in Granbury, Texas, at the Granbury Baptist Church, I am doing a five hour workshop. Uh, that I call the Roots of Liberty, where we go from the history of the Constitution, we go through the Bill of Rights, we show you where it all comes from, what it all means, where it's going wrong, and the solutions to make it right. Awesome. awesome. I just gave a commercial. <laughs> yeah, so the, the victory, that endeavor at the Victory Channel is like, it's kind of like the right side broadcasting. I, I think right side is Catholic, and uh, so then that'd be like evangelical, Pentecostal version of that. I wouldn't be surprised to start seeing Baptist channels and Methodist channels and Presbyterian channels. And so, which, which is good. It's good. Like 
you know, everybody in the church is realizing, you know, we're sick of watching all this propaganda. Yeah. So that's awesome. No, it's and it's not just the propaganda, JC. It's the, like I said, it's the absolutely useless, shallow stuff that they just clog the airways with. We have a people who are hungry for truth. They want to really know what's going on. They're sick of and tired of being lied to and and manipulated and disinformation. And they're ready for for roll up your sleeves and let's really get to work. Awesome. So let's roll up our sleeves and really get to work, right? And so, oh, uh, Abra Harris. Abra Harris says, JC, I'm going to put this up there so everybody can see. Abra Harris says, put up some contact info. I'd love to go if I can. Uh, it's at Granbury Baptist Church in Granbury, Texas. And it starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow. So that's the information that you need. Granbury, Texas, Granbury Baptist Church in uh, at starting at 10 a.m. Oh, I'll let Sonny know. Dragon's Talon gives us a $50 super chat. Says Chris Ann and Sonny morning coffee. Maybe a Danish or a bear claw fund. <laughs> I heard you. Sonny will be super. She's over here going. Sonny, yeah. JC, I, I don't Sonny know. I tired figured this out about Sunny, but she is absolutely a coffee maniac. She's actually more of a coffee maniac than I am. Mm. I, I heard she's, uh, you wore out. Yes. Yes. Sunny is getting a, um, indoctrination by fire on what it's like to travel with the Liberty first tour. <laughs> when we do these meetings and we land, we literally, landed this time the the schedule was so tight jc i got off the plane somebody picked me up sunny went to get our luggage and janet picked up sunny so we separated at the airport i went straight to the victory channel studio we were at the victory channel studio doing one show we left for lunch we came back did the second show went uh back to the hotel for literally five minutes had a dinner with our friend Victor. Then we went back to the hotel, crashed, got up and had to leave by seven o'clock in the morning to get to Granbury for the training. And we've been running like this the whole time. It's just been, um, just been really, 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 really busy, but it's been so rewarding. You know, I wish that people could see JC the looks on the faces of these young people that I taught today. I want, I, I want to bottle that. I want everybody who is watching this to be able to look through my eyes and see those young people. Because if they did, they would never be able to say out loud again that America is lost. They would never be able to say again that there is no future for America. These young people, and there are so many of them, and the range, like I said, is so broad. They are absolutely amazing. JC, I'm going to be posting a video. Maybe we can play it next week on the show. A young man named Wyatt Keith who is, I think he's 10 years old. I videotaped him. He stood up at the end of my found Forgotten Founders class. Jesse, he gave Patrick Henry's Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech. Wow. From memory. And not just Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. The, the young man was like, you know, and it was just so amazing. So amazing. He did the proper intonation with the passion and the hand movements and body language. And it was so, so amazing. But I got it on video and I got permission to play it. So as soon as we're able to, to get that video up off my phone, uh, I'm going to put it up there because I'm, I don't want it. Nobody should ever come to me. Just a little warning warning to you. Don't come to me and tell me America's over and it's all done and whatever. These young people deserve better than that. And they're ready to be a part of the solution. Awesome. Looks looks like we're uh buffering a little bit on YouTube. So 
Sorry about that, guys. I'll make sure I'll I'll take a look at the um, resolution tomorrow to make sure that doesn't happen to folks. Yeah. So, JC, let's go ahead and throw up that article about the HR 127, please. All righty. There you go. So I wanted to show everybody the new bill that a uh, new bill that's up HR 27. It's the new people control bill. Now I call it the people control bill, but they want to call it a firearms ammunition control bill. This bill is not designed to control firearms and ammunition. It is designed to control people on, uh, on, on how they own and possess firearms and ammunitions. Now, I'll go ahead and give you the good news about this, okay? So there is a, a political website, a, what do they call that? Um, a watchdog website called govtrack.us. And what they do is they give you explanations about these bills. They tell you where they're headed, what stage of the legislation they're in. And they even give you their educated guess on on this on whether this bill is going to be passed or not. So first and foremost, we need to know that uh, this bill was presented by yeah. Sheila Jackson Lee. And I thought that was really funny, JC, that the bill was was set up for Sheila was was submitted by Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, I got that right. It's not Sheila yeah, Lee Jackson. From Texas. From Texas, Houston right. Houston area. Yeah. And I thought it was funny because according to GovTrack.us, the mere fact that this was submitted by Sheila Jackson Lee means that it's not likely to become a law. <laughs> <laughs> there is only 2% chance that this bill <laughs> will actually succeed and even make it to vote on the House floor. Hmm. So it was just submitted on January 4th. It's not even in committee yet. And so its first committee will be the House Judiciary Committee. And when it goes there, it will will either, you know, they'll look at it, they'll, they'll debate on it, they'll vote on it, you know, whatever they're going to do. And then if it leaves the Senate Judiciary Committee, it'll go to a second committee. And then if it passes through that committee, then it goes to the Speaker of the House. And then the Speaker of the House decides whether it goes to the floor or not. So each spot along the way, the bill can die. Now, given the fact that GovTrack.us says that it only has a 2% chance of surviving, I still want us to look at this bill because the last time this bill was brought forward, it was brought forward by the dude that thinks that that Guam is going to tip. Oh my goodness! Yeah, from what's his um, name, Henry something? Um, Hank, Hank Hank Johnson, Georgia. Hank Johnson. Okay, so I'm seeing now that they sort of upgraded <laughs> from Hank Johnson to Sheila Jackson Lee. Hmm. So I want us to look at this bill because I want you to be able to see what is in this bill. Now, what this bill is, is the licensing of firearms and ammunition possession and registration of firearms. What this would do would be create a, a um, national firearms and ammunition registry at the federal level. Now, if that's not bad enough, right, it also tells us, if you scroll down a little bit, JC. All right. I'm going to try to keep going. Okay, stop. Oh, too far. Go back up. There, stop. Okay. So they're going to create a federal database of gun owners and ammunition all the guns you have, handguns, long rifles, whatever you have, and all the ammunition that you have will be on a federal registry database. Now look at subsection 3B. 
the attorney general shall make the contents of the database accessible to all members of the public. Hmm. So the intent with this bill is to create a national database of everyone who owns guns, ammunitions, how much they have. And then dox them. And then dox them. Hmm. It is a federal doxing bill. Wow. Now, what's even cra- I mean, I, I don't think you can get crazier than that. But the good news may be that the federal government will never even allow you to get on that list. Because in order to purchase a firearm, which, by the way, you notice that the bill doesn't talk about purchasing, right? But there really is a limitation on purchasing in there. So if you put that back up again, I'll show you what it says. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Licensing system, right? You have to get a license to have. And so according to this bill, the attorney general of the United States is the one who will be issuing the licenses. And the only way you get a license to own a firearm is you, number one, have to be 21 years old. So if you are 18, 19, 20, and you have a family, you own a house, you serve in the military, or you're a police officer, any of those combinations or any one of those things, according to this bill, you are not allowed to own a firearm in your home to protect your family. So you will be all Americans between the ages of 18 and 21, 18 and 20 plus 20 and what, 11 months and 29 days, will be slaves to the government for their protection. It's a good thing we don't own any firearms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So put it back up again because there's one more catch. Not only that, um, scroll down a little bit. Wait, let me read this really quick because it's hard for me to see where we are. Oh, subsection two. After you go a criminal background check, you have to go undergo a psychological evaluation in order to get a license. Now, what's crazy is, right, it says, undergoes a psychological evaluation conducted in accordance with paragraph two, and the evaluation does not indicate that the individual is psychologically unsuited to possess a firearm. Th this now, should apply to the person filing the bill. <laughs> right. All right, put it back up, JC. We've got one more thing to cover Which with this would psychological. Put Jackson Lee in in a really bad place. <laughs> yeah. All right. Make that a little bigger for me, man. All right. So notice that it says they're under the Roman numerals two, A2, uh, or B2, right? Wait, where are we? Yeah, there it is. Undergo a psychological evaluation. Now, oh, you're jumping around on me. Um, somewhere in there, oh, it says that this psychological evaluation. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's that one. Now you have to scroll down to the part. And I don't, I just had it a second before you took away the thing. Um, that course. it is the attorney general. Maybe scroll down a little bit so yeah. I can see some training course certified by attorney general. No, uh, no, 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 no. Let me, let me pull this up really quick on my computer. It's actually, policy. it actually says that the psychological evaluation is to, there it is. If you go down to where it says, uh, Sci, uh, subsection two psychological evaluation it's under antique firearm display license and then c which is military style weapons license and then you mm -hmm. scroll down one more and then you see number two it says psychological evaluation right there uh -huh. so the psychological evaluation that you have to get is conducted in compliance with the psychological standards established by, wait for it, 
the attorney general. So the attorney general will establish the standards of psychological fitness that will determine whether you are allowed to have a license or not. Mm. Yes, Eric, uh, we boating accident. <laughs> so, I mean, we spent a lot of time on the sailboats when we were going to Haiti. We did. It was terrible how we lost all those firearms in 8,000 feet of water. It's awful. Yeah. So there you go. The federal permission slip uh, submitted by Sheila Jackson Lee, who, by the way, you have to know, did not write this bill. Right? No, I don't think she can write. No, no. Sheila Jackson Lee did not write this bill. Um, but that's what it says. And if H.R. 127 passes and GovTracks.us is wrong, then it will establish so that we'll the federal government is to have a database and will be in control of whether you can have a firearm or not. And I, this, what just blows my mind, JC, is this whole idea that not only do you have to have a psych eval, but the criteria for the psych eval is established by the attorney general. Right. Which is going to be, uh, you didn't question the results of the recent election, uh, followed QAnon. Um, you never made a hashtag MAGA. Right. Right. Yeah. Which interesting about that, you know, uh, the Democrats challenged the uh what was it 20 2016 election results okay it was right like when trump won the election they cha they challenged that with various lawsuits uh spent right. four years saying the election was stolen uh it was fraudulent rush russian hackers uh blah 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 and i don't believe the government ever classified any of them as domestic terrorists but and then so here we are. Yeah. Now, don't forget, if you say anything about the Constitution, if you say anything about liberty, if you say anything about states rights, you are not only a potential domestic terrorist, you are very likely a white supremacist, which means under H.R. 350 that you will be subject to indefinite detention and warrantless searches and warrantless monitoring of your you know, digital communications. And so, you know, that's, you got to see how all of these things are coming together to fulfill the, the perfect storm that we set up by, by creating this, this federal government with so much power. And JC, while I'm here, Texas, you know, teaching, it's, and it, well, and not really just why I'm here, it's always on my mind just how important it's going to be for us to have our state and local governments uh, constitutionally informed and constitutionally astute and be able to say, our people don't need a license from the federal government to purchase or own firearms. You can have guns. And here's what has to happen in a state. The governor has to say within this, my borders of my state, uh, all you need is uh, a, a maybe if you want to have licensing, right? I don't know if you want to have licensing. Maybe the state doesn't want license at all. But if they want to have licensing, then they say all you need in the state of Texas is a license from the state of Texas to sell these firearms. And they're not going to let anybody yet. We're not we're not liberty mature enough to have a government that doesn't license a business, whether it's, you know, tacos or firearms. And so we need governors that'll say within the border of our state, um, we don't need a federal firearms license. We don't need federal firearms permission. You can buy and sell within our state without federal intrusion. And that's part of the solution of, of saying, you know, the federal government has no power here. Yep. 
So mm-hmm. we have Sheila Jackson Lee and the House of Representatives wanting to push through or at least pass this this some say it's a gun confiscation bill it's more than that it's a it's to say you can't even own one it's not even to, just to come and take them from you it's to say you can't even buy one and you know historically speaking JC our founders uh the George the 3rd tried to disarm our founders this way by issuing permits to the uh, importers of guns, of of firearms and ammunition, and said that, hello, uh, in order to import firearms and ammunition into the American colonies, you have to get a permit from me first. And then here's the next step. He refused to issue permits. So anytime you see the federal government setting up some kind of permit program, Remember, it's not about the government regulating how you do it. It's about the government setting up a system where they don't have to do it at all. They simply say you have to get a permit and oops, you know, we're having this national emergency and we're not issuing any permits right now. Sound familiar? Meanwhile, back at the ranch, right, while they're trying to keep us from having guns, Nancy Pelosi and the House members are freaking out because they think their lives are in danger and they're asking for more security in the House. Not only that, they're asking us to fund security in their homes. Show them that, JC. So this is uh, an article in CBS News. Nancy Pelosi says the enemy is in is within the House of Representatives. And she means that very literally. She means that there are members of the House of Representatives that have that that she believes are enemies of the state. Uh, Let's see. Yep. We have members of Congress who want to bring guns on the floor and have threatened violence on other members. Now, I think, you know, I mean, why if I if I lived in a district or in a state where we had open carry or we had uh, concealed carry, why shouldn't I be able to carry on the floor? It represents my my district. It represents my state. And that's how I am. I'm a representative of this district. I'm a representative of this state. And in that, I represent the people. My people say we can keep and bear firearms and we don't need your permission. And we need some representatives with that kind of way, folks, to step up and tell them to go shove it. I wonder if they still allow canes. <laughs> you know what? Because I, I don't think... I don't believe anyone's ever been shot on the floor of the House of Representatives. Oh, but I I guarantee you they used to carry guns on the floor of the House of Representatives. Yeah, yeah, they carry them. But uh, I do know for a fact, it is a fact of history that people have been caned uh, in the House, in Congress. So, I mean, we've we've had representatives get the crap beat out of them by other representatives with canes. So I wonder if that's still if that's still allowed. Well, in Parliament, they don't need canes. They don't need guns. They pick up chairs and throw them at each other. Yeah. So, you know, and our founders used to be passionate like that, too. Problem is, here's the problem, JC. We elect people that don't even believe anything anymore. They believe they want to be politicians. They believe they want to be in government. But they don't believe passionately in liberty and the preservation of the rights of the people. So they don't really fight for it. I think you can only name a handful of people uh, less. I mean, a handful would be five. I think there are less than five in the House that actually are passionate enough about the rights of the people to actually stand up and say something. And then I don't know. Is there anybody in the Senate besides Rand Paul that has actually stood up and and made, you know, very uh, passionate arguments about anything? A uh, handful. I mean, you know, you had you had six who voted against uh, all the, the, the money to all the foreign governments the one time. I mean, that's so that's like the best seems like the best you've gotten. Ever at this or with this crowd. Um, so I, I don't know who beyond that. And I don't know 
But I don't qualify that as some passionate argument about no, that. No, I, I'm just saying that as close as you ever got to that, I don't know how many of them have made, you know, strong constitutional arguments about anything. Yeah. But it's like the closest you can get uh, to fighting against this monstrosity in the Senate has been the the six as 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 far as we've seen any, and I would call that a sizable group, but the biggest group we've seen do anything um, yeah. has been those six to say, no, no, we don't need to send this money, all this billions and billions and billions to foreign governments. Um, right. You know, and then you see Rand Paul's often the lone guy. You know, you have a couple of whatever Liberty Caucus folks in there, but yeah, it, it's slim pickings. But I think, so Nancy, the article mentions a couple of the folks uh, that, said they you know what the argument that you made basically are uh it's it's my right to um keep and bear arms and so i should be able to um bring my weapons to work <laughs> to dc i think one was yeah. what is her name lauren bobert bobert um, yeah and then then a maryland congressman uh from from the first district of Maryland, Andy Harris. So this is, that's the only conservative location in Maryland. The entire Eastern shore uh, has this guy. And I think he's in his seventh term. And so he was one of the others. So I don't, I don't know if she's alleging that those two members uh, said that, that they are going to commit violence against other members. See, I, I don't, they look really I scary. I just statement. don't know. I mean, one looks like my my uncle, and the other one looks like somebody who would go to the nail salon with me. So, right. But she, I, I don't get she, that. But scroll down in that article, JC, where they talk about how they want us to fund, yeah, their security people with guns. By the way, oh no, 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 they don't like her because she. Oh no, they don't like him. I don't think scroll down there, JC. It says stop. It says, uh, yeah, right. So one of them was, oh, there it is. Uh, early in the press conference, the speaker questioned the decision by the Republican leadership to give Green a seat on the House Education and Labor Committee in light of Green's previous assertion that shootings were false flag operations. Right. See, I think this is one of those articles, JC, because I read this. I didn't see anybody threatening any violence. It's one of those articles where Nancy Pelosi makes a statement that two unidentified House members and then they go talk about other stuff. Right. And so now the House thinks that that they're in danger. So they want to take our tax dollars to fund people with guns to be at their house because obviously they see that a gun is essential for the preservation of life, liberty, and property, mm -hmm. right? They recognize a gun is essential for the preservation of life, liberty, and property. That's what our founders said. Uh, was it uh, Richard Henry Lee said that in order to preserve liberty, it's essential that the whole body of the people always possess arms. Well, Nancy Pelosi and those and the liberal House reps that want to take the guns from us in this in their statements admit that they know that guns are essential to maintaining life, liberty and property. But they don't want us to have them. Right. Because we don't need to maintain life, liberty, and property. We need to be in subjection. We need to be totally enslaved to them. But they need to protect life, liberty, and property. So they want to they want to steal money from us to pay for their guns. That's the bottom line. Crazy. Yeah, so that, I mean, it, it's nuts how the, the these Congress... Congress members can say anything, you know, and, and are covered like they can just make stuff up. I mean, that's a pretty serious accusation. And you would think if someone actually threatened violence to another member, as she claims, then there would be an investigation, arrest, right. prosecution, something going right. on. Why, why wouldn't she say 
who that is. So, right. I mean, this, that's, I, I think she's lying and what an outrageous. That's what I mean. That's what that I mean. Is. You know what, JC, maybe you can help me remember. Was it AOC or was it Nancy Pelosi herself who made the statement that only crazy people want to own guns? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a paraphrase, but one of those people, one of those Democrat women actually made that statement that only crazy people want to own guns. Only extremists want to go on guns. So if that is their judgment of a psychological condition, then that means that an attorney general hired by these people would establish that you have to be crazy to want to own a gun. So in your psychological evaluation, all they have to ask you is, do you want to own a firearm? And if you say yes, then you're too crazy to own a firearm. Right. But they're surrounded by firearms for their protection. That yes. now they want to they want to hire private security with your tax dollars and blah blah blah. It's it's all it's crazy. The ones that are always saying this stuff are just surrounded by people with guns. Right. But but, but you're not supposed to have guns to protect yourself. Because we don't, you don't walk around with private security. So you're supposed to depend on, um, you know, sheriff deputies and police to somehow get to you quicker than the knife gets to you, quicker than the bullet gets to you, quicker than the punch in the face gets to you. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. So, I, you know, it, it's such hypocrisy, such hypocrisy. Victor says he missed you, JC. Yeah, same here. Looked like you guys had a great time. We I, I did, would say definitely. as soon as as soon as they uh you know get rid of all their security, yep, you know, we can start having this conversation. Right? It's not well, gonna happen. Which is why the, the show is be, called in, until they get rid of all their guns mm -hmm. that are protecting them. I, why why this shouldn't even be a topic? I mean it shouldn't be a topic anyway, but what a bunch of hypocrites. Well, that's why, uh, you know, I t we titled this the people control bill because there really is nothing about um, the uh, gun control. It's all about people control. And that's what we need to we need to start use. You know, we need to start taking the language and use the narrative. And <laughs> Alan's being funny. And start taking back the narrative by changing our language. We need to start referring to these things as people control bills and not gun control bills. If we start using this language over and over and over again, uh, you know, that's that's just crazy. I was noticing in our chat room, somebody's talking about Beto O'Rourke. I'm actually in Texas. Do you know Beto is going to uh, that they believe Beto is going to run for governor of Texas? Please. Well, Abbott is going to lose. Their Abbott cannot win. Uh, but you know what else I heard floating through the grapevine? A very famous person is going to announce running for governor of Texas. Colton will like this. Guess oh, who it really? is? Who? Michael McConaughey. Mm. Oh, Ma Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Wow. Run for governor of Texas. Colin would be like, I need to move to Texas. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but anyway, um, we are again in Texas, in Garland, in where are we, Sonny? Granberry. Where are we? Granberry. <laughs> we are in Granberry, Texas. I'll be teaching all day tomorrow the uh, – our, our five-hour workshop, The Roots of Liberty, starting at 10 a.m. at the Granbury Baptist Church. And um, pray for us to have a really great day. Uh, we can change hearts, change minds, educate people, uh, start our way back in the right direction, helping people understand that we don't, we don't even have a right to be talking about um revolution in America until we've already tried to exhaust the other things. 
Uh, I just, you know, I know that ticks people off, JC. It makes them mad at me. It makes them think that I'm some kind of weenie or something. But you stand where I stand and you look those hundred kids in the face and you tell them it's too much for me to get involved in politics. It's too much for me to take the effort like Bernie Thompson to change things locally. It's just too much. I can't do it. All I want to do is sit behind my keyboard and complain and then and then say, OK, it's time to pick up arms and go to war. Uh, I'm not going to sack that from anybody anymore. I'm not even going to be tolerant of that anymore. I look these young people in the face and they deserve more than that. They deserve so much more than that. And I don't know how many people realize that once we started our independence from Great Britain, that it took 50 years to gain our independence from Great Britain. 50 years of battle. If you don't know that math, you need to do it. It was 50 years of battling. That is almost a lifetime for an entire new generation. And we des our, these, child these young people deserve something more than that. They deserve every bit of our effort. And that's what our founders gave for us. It wasn't just, uh, you know, it was for life, fortune, and sacred honor. They put their reputations on the line first. They stood up. They fought back in the system. They put their, their money on the line, right? Hi, we we don't even uh, uh, Americans are who are like, we just need to, to get this over with. How many of them are willing to put their finances on the line to help uh, a, a group become politically involved to change this? Until we have people who are willing to sacrifice their fortune and their time and their and their reputations. Don't even come to me with that stuff. I'm not taking it. Sorry, I don't mean to be you know, judgy and harsh mental, but, uh, uh, judgy, judgmental and harsh, but that's, that's not going to be something that I tolerate anymore. What do we, what do we know about Matthew McConaughey's politics? Is he, is he conservative or he's probably a moderate conservative Democrat? I mean, I don't know, know, but the person that told me, uh, seemed to believe that Matthew McConaughey was a conservative. Hmm. But I don't know. I didn't actually look in it. Um, yeah. He has criticized the far left. Um, the, he, he calls out what he calls Hollywood liberals. Hmm. So he at least does not identify with Hollywood liberals. Sure. I suspect he's probably, you know, centrist Republican, moderate Republican or something. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so there are a handful of them. There are a handful of them. We, we yeah. met a few, you know, and then there, some of the famous ones are out there, John Voigt and, um, then the libertarian guy, the comedian guy, I can never remember his name. Mark Wahlberg, Ashton, yeah. Kirk, Ash, uh, Ashton Kirchner, whatever his Kirchner. name is. Yeah. Yeah. So there, 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 there are those out there. So who knows? Uh, I, I did see that Abbott signed some executive orders telling agencies get ready to push back against federal overreach. Oh, and by the way, it's Friday, so I guess we have to go here. Quickly. Oh, yeah, we have to go. So, yeah, we'll see. So Monday, I'll try to have the video ready of the young man giving the Patrick Henry speech. And I'll challenge you not to get a tear in your eye when it happens. I was bawling like a baby. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, JC, for arranging that we are all together here today. And we will see you on Monday.